Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, friends, welcome to our time of prayer together. I'm pro-life leader Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life. Thank you for joining me. Leave your prayer intentions in the comments, and let's turn together in the presence of the Lord and to His Word. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We thank you, Father, for this day which you have made your own, which you have given us in order to serve you, to defend life, to extend your kingdom. Bless us as we understand your word more profoundly and we see... Lord God, the charge uh, that you give us in exercising our faith in the public arena, the blessing that you give us of freedom. May we use that freedom to defend life and to proclaim your gospel. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, it's the book of Ezra that we are reading from today. Ezra chapter 9, we read this. At the time of the evening sacrifice, I, Ezra, rose in my wretchedness, And with cloak and mantle torn, I fell on my knees, stretching out my hands to the Lord my God. I said, My God, I am too ashamed and confounded to raise my face to you. O my God, for our wicked deeds are heaped above our heads, and our guilt reaches up to heaven. From the time of our fathers even to this day, great has been our guilt. And for our wicked deeds we have been delivered up, we and our kings and our priests, to the will of the kings of foreign lands, to the sword, to captivity, to pillage, and to disgrace, as is the case today. And now, but a short time ago, mercy came to us from the Lord our God, who left us a remnant and gave us a stake in His holy place. Thus our God has brightened our eyes and given us relief in our servitude, for slaves we are. But in our servitude, our God has not abandoned us. Rather, He has turned the goodwill of the kings of Persia towards us. Thus, He has given us new life to raise again the house of our God and restore its ruins and has granted us a fence in Judah and Jerusalem. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, now, if you've been following these daily scriptures, and I invite you to tell more people, of course, about these broadcasts, you know know that we looked at the fact that God raised up King Cyrus to tell the captives, God's people who were in exile, that they could go back to their land. He granted them religious freedom. He was not one of them. These kings of Persia, were they worshipers of the true God of Yahweh according to the covenant? No, but they were leaders who understood that they had the authority to give the people that freedom to worship as they themselves believed. And as I've always told you, I would much rather have a political leader who gives me the freedom to live my faith than who necessarily lives that same faith, him or herself. We should all think about it that way. And usually Christian voters do think about it that way. But I want you to notice the the phrase here. So we looked at King Cyrus in recent days. We looked at King Darius who arose. They not only let the people go back to the Holy Land, they gave them supplies to rebuild the temple. Go worship your God as you see fit. Build him a temple. And notice what Ezra says. 
a short time ago, he's referring to these decrees, mercy came to us, but he doesn't say mercy came to us from Cyrus. He doesn't say mercy came to us from the king of Persia. He doesn't say mercy came to us from the, from the, the, the royal decree. He says mercy came to us from the Lord our God. That's what I want to point out to you here. People of faith have to understand something. The Lord our God works through civil authority to bless his people. The point is not, is the civil leader going to church, confessing his sins, saying his prayers, reading the Bible? That is not the focus. The focus is, is the civil leader leading? Is he or her securing your right to practice your faith? In this case, return to your land and build your temple Mercy came to us from the Lord, Ezra says in this prayer. He says, we were guilty, O Lord, because we, we offended you. The reason we're in exile is that we killed our sons and daughters, just like we're doing today, by the way, in the abortion clinics. They're murder mills. But this is what the people were doing, and the shedding of innocent blood so offended Almighty God, He had warned them not to do it. The shedding of innocent blood so offended the Lord that he cast them out of the land. The land was soaked with innocent blood. He said, get out of here. And he, and he let, the, let, the, let the Babylonians come in and take them into captivity. But now mercy came to us. So, so he says this prayer of repentance. And he says, mercy came to us from the Lord. How did it come from the Lord? Through his prophets? Through Persian kings. Now, the people of God have always recognized in their voting patterns. I want to reference a passage here that's very helpful from my friend Ralph Reed's book, uh, For God and Country. Uh, this came out some years ago as President Trump was, was running for office. Uh, the subtitle is The Christian Case for, for Trump. Important reading, even now, even though this is at the time of the previous election. Um, he says evangelicals, he's talking mostly about the evangelical vote. Evangelicals are not primarily driven by identity politics. They have always supported candidates who shared their policy convictions over those who shared their faith. And he goes on to give the example of the divorced former Hollywood actor who rarely attended church services and did not subscribe to the label of born again, you know who we're talking about here? That evangelicals voted for that person rather than a Southern Baptist Sunday school teacher. We're talking about, of course, the race in 1980 between Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter. Southern Baptist Sunday school teacher? Or non-religious, divorced, Hollywood, former Hollywood actor? Who do you think the Christian people are going to support? For the Christian people, knowing that isn't enough. It's for the left that knowing what category somebody is in is enough for them. Because they're all shallow idiots. But here you've got a deeper way of thinking about politics. Is this going to be a Cyrus? Is this going to be a Darius? Is this going to be somebody who gives us judges who are going to respect Christian values in their court decisions? 
who's going to pass laws for us that are going to enable us to educate our children in the faith and to practice the faith ourselves. Policy convictions. Policy convictions. I, I, I'm, I'm still... You know, I thought I would hear it less than I'm hearing it now, but I'm still hearing way too many voters talking as if they were electing their pastor. Please, could we stop? And let's be wise like, like, like we have been for many generations in many elections, but we risk falling back into this pietistic mode where policies sort of come second. We sort of presume, well, if, it, if the, if the here's, the, here's the presumption that you shouldn't make. It's a mistake. We presume that, oh, well, if the candidate is, is going to church, reading the Bible, maybe teaching Sunday school like Carter did, or, uh, uh, well, 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 then the, the good policies are going to flow from that. No, that doesn't necessarily follow. Look at the rosary-carrying, uh, 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 communion-receiving Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi thrusting on this country abortion on demand. You think the right policies flow and that the votes are, are earned by what they do in church on Sunday? No, 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 no. Mercy came to us from the Lord, Ezra said, thanks to the kings of Persia, not fellow worshipers in their own camp. Let us pray. Lord, we are in need. We are in grave distress because of the policies that have been thrust upon this nation by people who claim to follow you. Lord, we are in distress right now because some voters, too many voters, have been fooled. Oh, I share your faith. I share your faith, they were told, Lord God, by deceptive liars who hate this country and who have brought us down into the abyss. All the while praying their rosaries, but bringing us down into the abyss, destroying this nation. Lord, we ask, we pray today that you will give the believers of this country a clearer understanding that in their vote, they are to look at the policies, compare those policies with your word, and know that they can receive your blessing even from a, even from a pagan. Lord God, we ask that we be wise, that our leaders be wise, and that we all be submitted fully to your word for the good of this nation, our families, and our churches. And we pray now as Jesus taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We pray to our heavenly mother, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Well, thanks, friends. Join me again for the Scripture Reflections tomorrow. Spread the word. Stay connected with us at endabortion.us. 
and support our work at ProLifeGift.org. Thanks very much. We will talk to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.